0: Hey, this is Molly Patrick and you're listening to the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast. We are all about helping people eat more plants and celebrating imperfection as we navigate life's messiness. Hey there, how's it going today? I hope everyone is well. Today I am going to talk about batch cooking and surprise, surprise, batch cooking is... I was just such a fan. I'm such a fan of batch cooking. I just have to tell you, it is such a game changer. And it it really is the process of creating your own convenience foods. I just I think that it's so magical. And but I want to specifically talk, I mean, I've talked about batch cooking before on this podcast, but today, I kind of want to give you some some tips to make batch cooking a little bit faster and just some encouragement if you are feeling like, you're not getting it or you're going really slow or you're just feeling like you haven't found that batching groove yet. Um, That's what I want to talk with you about today to, to help you. So the thing is, when you eat a whole food plant-based diet, of course, it requires you to learn the skill of cooking plants, right? And I think that everyone should learn the skill. I think it's a, it's a life skill that everyone should have on how to cook healthy meals. I mean, it's so important. Um, and when we go from eating kind of a standard American diet and we're relying more on convenience foods, we might know how to put things together. But to actually cook something from scratch, we, t- most people, most people, I would say, don't know even where to start with that. So, and it's, it's such a cool process, right? You take whole plant foods and you bring them into your kitchen and you slice and you dice and you simmer and you bake and you blend and you saute and you make these magical, delicious creations that are so healthy for your body and healthier for the planet and better for the animals. And like, it, it's just such a, like, it's just one of those things that it has all upsides to it, right? It's all, it, it, it's, it all has like, there's no downside of doing this. The only downside might be that it takes a little bit of time, right? Um, so, but but even that the time that you spend in your kitchen batch cooking it's going to you're going to get that time back because you're not going to be cooking from scratch every single meal that you make so it's like putting time up front and then you kind of get that back on the back end right so it is kind of like making an investment that you will see a return on later in the week and so generally batch cooking, you want to set to set aside like one and a half to four hours, depending on how many people you're cooking for, depending on how much time you have, depending on how long you want to be in the kitchen. And you really want to do set those hours aside and just get to work and cook a whole bunch of stuff, right? And so that you have then the majority of your kind of staple Items made, those staple components made, so that when you get hungry throughout the week, you don't have to stare at an empty fridge wondering what the hell to do, right? You might batch cook um, some brown rice and some pinto beans and a cheesy sauce and a dressing and some walnut parm, right? And maybe chop up some, you know, prep some veggies for a stir fry. And then, like, you've made your own convenience foods. You've made your own food and you're not going to be tempted during the week to order takeout to throw something in the microwave to, um, you know, order a pizza, you're going to have delicious food ready to go. And you're going to feel so good. And there's just something really empowering about it. Like when you finish batch cooking, and you look at all the food that you that you made, there's just something that's badass and empowering about it. And you're like, damn, I did that. I am taking care of myself. Like, it's such an act of love and self care. And, um, it's, I mean, if for no other reason, try it out to just see how badass you feel when you're done. And then throughout the week, you're going to be like, holy shit, I am so glad that I did this because I can whip together this Power Bowl in like under five minutes and eat a delicious, healthy, um, plant-powered meal, right? So it's it's one of my favorite things, um, to do. And it's, it's really, like I said, empowering. And it's also just like a time management tool really. So what else? Yes, that is so batch cooking. I can't say enough good things about it. Now, not like you don't have to, there are people who definitely eat this way that are like, eh, I'm more of a make my meals as I go kind of gal. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, some people just kind of prefer that. And some people have more time, right? Maybe if you are someone who is like retired and, um, or you work from home or you, you know, don't work as much, maybe that, is, that makes sense for you. Um, but if you are someone who, you know, has, has a job and has some responsibilities and has a pretty full week, then batch cooking is such, such, such a game changer. So I so I cannot say enough good things about it, and you should definitely try it out. If you are curious about like how to do that, you gotta sign up for Plant Fuel Life. Um, get the trial. If you haven't yet, I'll link to it in the show notes. And really, we have like we have over 250 meal plans that you can choose from. Pick any of them, literally, and they are all delicious. Um, and put in the amount of portions that you want for each of your you know five nightly meals. We give you the grocery list. We give you the batching instructions, the batching recipes, and we show you how to put everything together on your meal nights. So that like, if you're curious about this and wanting to try it out, like we're going to save you a ton of time figuring it out. Like all you have to do is literally choose what you want to, you know, choose the meal plan you want to follow, put in your portions and follow along. And we got the rest. We also have, um, we have simple meal plans and we also have gourmet meal plans. So with the, it kind of depends on how much time you want to dedicate to your kitchen, but the simple plans, people batch those in like one and a half, two hours Um, for the gourmet plans. It's probably more like three or three to four hours. Um, But you know, depending on what you want to do, we, we have you covered. So here are some things that you can do. So here, okay. Okay. Let me back up just a moment. So when you are new, to, to cooking whole food plant-based meals and recipes, you are going to notice that you spend so much more time chopping and dicing and slicing than you ever have before. That's the thing that probably takes up the most time, right? And in the beginning, if you're not used to cooking, it's going to seem like it's taking you forever. Like you might think like, oh, this is taking me so long. I'm so slow at this. Just know that the more you do it, it's just like anything. Right, practice makes perfect not perfect because there is no perfect but practice makes better Um, just know that you will find your batching groove the more you do this it will get easier it will get faster you just got to do it week week after week after week after week and just like anything the more you you practice of something the better you get right like I am learning French right now and there are days that I am so frustrated and that I just want to give up because it well french is hard french is french is a hard language to learn and i i've never learned another language before like ever. And so I'm doing this, I'm like, oh, and there's moments that I'm just frustrated and I want to give up, but then I just think, no, I'm, I just got to keep going. And I just practice every day and bit by bit by bit, like I'm getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. So it's just like with anything, you know, you're not going to be amazing at it right away. Like it's going to feel clunky. It's going to feel awkward. You're going to feel like, oh my God, how do people do this? Like, I, I can't even imagine. But just know you will find that groove. Just keep doing it. Keep trying. Keep practicing. And you will find your plant-based groove and it will get easier and it will get faster. I do have some tips to kind of help it go in that direction. But even if you're brand new to, new to this and you put every single one of these tips into place, you're still... Going to have to practice in order to get faster. This is not like, like there's no like magical combination of things I can have you do that'll make you batch cook in 10 minutes. It's just the nature of it, right? It just takes time to make your own healthy food. So there are definitely little tricks and hacks and shortcuts I can share with you. But at the end of the day, it's still gonna, you know, you're still gonna have to dedicate the time and put the time in. And let me tell you, it is a thousand percent. Worth it and it will pay you back tenfold. So, my first tip is to I suggest going to the grocery store one day and then batch cooking the next day if possible. For me, after I have my list and I go to the store and I do my shopping and I do whatever, whatever other errands I have and I get back home, that is not the time I want to start batch cooking. I just want to, you know, put away my food and go put at my feet or go, you know, whatever. It's probably sit on the couch and do Duolingo or something. <laughs> but I, I don't want to start batch cooking when I get home from the grocery store. So if possible, go to the grocery store one day and then batch cook the next day. Um, and kind of separate those two things. The next thing is to do, if, if your schedule allows, try to do your batching during your power time. So what do I mean by your power time? I mean the time of the day where you have the most energy. And this is different for all people. Some people wake up and in the morning, they're fresh, they're ready to go. That's when they have the most energy. Other people, their energy starts to kick in at five, six o'clock at night. Some people, their energy kicks in at 10 o'clock at night, right? Some people have an energy boost at two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, If your schedule allows, and maybe you're doing this like on the weekend when you're not working, batch cook during that time when you know you kind of have the most energy right? And that will help you. Like I, for sure, I'm not going to start batch cooking at six o'clock at night, right? I like to batch cook like first thing in the morning and get it done, get it out of the way. I have lots of energy in the morning and that's my preferred time. If I batch cook starting at six, I'm going to be so like cranky by eight o'clock at night. Like I just, am not going to do that. So follow your particular power time and try to do it during that window, Um, before you start a recipe, right? Like if you're following our meal plans and you're like, okay, I selected the portions that I want. I went to the grocery store and I got all of the things that the meal plans, you know, the, the portal said that I needed. And now you're getting ready to do your batch cooking before you start a recipe, read the recipe, just give it a quick glance. You don't have to read it like word for word, but just look over it real quick. And then you want to gather all of your ingredients for that recipe right? Just look at the recipe list and then be like, okay, I'm going to need apple cider vinegar. I'm going to need garlic powder. I'm going to need garlic. I'm going to need pinto beans, whatever it is. Gather them all up, put them on your counter and then put it together, right? So it's going to be a lot faster to put together a recipe when you have all the ingredients for that recipe right in front of you. And you're not having to like, okay, measure out apple cider vinegar and then go to the fridge and get the, um, You know, miso or whatever, and then go to the pantry and then get this and then go find this spice. Like it just helps if you get everything together for that recipe all in one place before you start the recipe. And then, you know, yeah, read that recipe all the way through and just kind of get a sense of what you're going to be doing. That way, if you have to preheat the oven or get out your blender or get out your food processor or get out a knife, you can kind of get out all of the tools and kind of you know, do what you have to do so that when you start the recipe, it'll be like a flow and you won't have to stop your flow. Um, one very helpful thing is, and if if you do follow our meal plans, one of the very cool things that we offer or that's included is a prep section. We call call it mise en place, which is the French term for like, um, you know, getting your station together and prepping before you start cooking. And so what we do is once you select the portions that you want to make, you can go to your batching list and, okay, here's the things you're going to batch, but there's a, the a en place list that you expand that. And then it shows you exactly like all of the things you're going to have to chop for all of the recipes you're going to make. So maybe in, you know, the five recipes you're going to batch, you're going to need a total of a cup and a half of onion, right? Well, you can just go ahead and do, that whole cup and a half all at one, all at, at one time. So you're not doing it recipe to recipe. So some people really like to prep all of their, um, like veggies and do all of their chopping before they start batching. I know I, I really enjoy doing that. Um, and some people don't, some people just be like, nah, I'll just chop my onions or my carrots or, you know, my garlic as I go. But that can be one thing that can be, and, and some people say it's faster. Some people don't. I personally think that it's faster if I do all my prep before, I start the recipes, but totally up to you. Um, but at the very least, when you start each recipe, make sure that you have everything that you're going to add to that recipe right there before you start. Um, another tip, if you have a food processor, um, it, you, it might have come with a blade that has like a, uh, a chop, chopping, slicing, and dicing kind of blade. So that's very very handy to use. So chopping, slicing, dicing, and shredding veggies take up I would say about eighty-five to ninety percent of your time in the kitchen when you're cooking this way. So using the food processor can really cut down this time, um, especially if you're kind of new to it. Like if you're if you're not used to like chopping things and cutting things, like using a food processor to do that is going to save a ton of time and you can do a lot more in a very quick amount of time. So if you are like, say you're following a, a meal plan and you, and it looks like, okay, here I'm going to have, um, I need five cups of zucchini or whatever. Um, you can just bust that out in your food processor in like 30 seconds, right? As opposed to like having it take however long it would take to measure that out and to to cut it yourself. So, If your food processor doesn't have that particular blade, you may be able to order it. Um, And if you're looking to buy a food processor, I would definitely, and and you want to, you know, kind of speed up your chopping, I would buy one with, you know, that has that, that, those blades so that you can chop, slice, dice, and shred. Okay, so I would say, you know, I don't use a ton of kitchen gadgets, but using, you know, putting that to work for me is can be really helpful in the beginning. Like at this point, I can chop an onion like so fast that I'm actually going to chop it faster than it would take me to put the food processor together and to do that and to clean it up. But in the beginning, that would have been very very helpful. And the thing is like if you're doing this method, you can just keep the food processor out, keep the blade out, just rinse the blade, you don't have to like wash it or anything, just rinse it and then just do kind of all of your veggies in in a big batch. Right? Like do all of your onion, rinse the blade, then do like shred your carrots, rinse the blade, then you know, chop your beets, rinse the blade, whatever it is you're making. Um, keeping a clean workspace, actually. So when I'm done with each recipe, I just like to rinse my tools and wipe the counter. And really, like the cleaner the workspace throughout your batching session, it's sort of the it's it's going to be an easier and faster process because there's not going to be clutter. And anytime there's like visible clutter, it just kind of makes, you know, makes our brainful of clutter. It just kind of like distracts us a little bit. So if you can keep a pretty clean workspace in between each recipe, it'll help you kind of sail through each one. So I always, you know, make the recipe and then I don't necessarily put every ingredient away, like especially if I'm following our meal plans, because chances are I'm going to be using a lot of those same kind of staple ingredients for many different recipes. So I'll just put them aside and then clean up my space and then when I need, you know, maybe I'll need the apple cider vinegar for another recipe, I just simply take it and, you know, from my pile of, of ingredients that are already out and then put it in front of me and then gather the rest of what I need. But keeping a clean workspace, it's, it's just good for your, like, mental health while batching. And that can be fa- – and it can make it faster. Um, keep a bowl on the counter for food scraps. So whether you do composting or not, like, I have – I keep all of my food scraps in a big bucket, like a five-gallon bucket, and I have a guy who picks up my compost once a week, and he turns it into amazing soil, Um, and that's a service that I pay for. Some people, you know, put their food scraps in a composting bin out in their backyard and make their own soil. Um, Some people take their food scraps to like a community garden. Maybe they have a composting situation happening, so that I... That's a really awesome thing to do for the this beautiful planet we live on, and I highly suggest that. If you're curious as to why, there's a really good documentary. I think it's called Dirt. That's very eye opening and will really convince you that like composting is a thing that we should probably all be doing. Um, so that's what I do because I I tried to make I tried to like you know put all my food scraps and make my own soil and do my own composting. It, it, it didn't, it, it worked for a bit when I lived on the big Island, but I think it was just like, it was the perfect temperature and humidity level for it to work. I tried it here on Maui. It it was a disaster. So now I just have some, I just pay somebody to take it. And the cool thing is then he drops off like a bag of soil once in a while, and then I can put it on my plants, which is super cool. So if you're not doing that, though, um, you can still put, I mean, even if you are just throwing away your scraps, the other thing is you can um, find like a farm and donate your food scraps to like the chickens. I don't know. I know people who do that. But if you're just going to put the scraps in the garbage, of course, that is always an option. And even if you're doing that, I recommend putting a bowl on your counter to put all of your scraps as you're chopping and dicing things so like you peel your onion you put the onion skin in this bowl you um you know are mincing garlic cloves you put the garlic skin in the bowl you're chopping carrots you put the end of the carrots into the bowl like any any parts of the veggies that you're not going to use just put into this bowl and just keep it right on the counter so you're not having to go back and forth to the waste basket or to the trash to the trash bin um, it seems like a simple, like a, like a little thing that wouldn't make too much of a difference, but it is very helpful just to have that right there. So you don't have to move from kind of where you're standing. Um, you may not be able to do this in the beginning, but once you get kind of find that groove, um, listen to a podcast or um, stream some music or listen to an audiobook while you're batching, that really makes the process, for me, it's like a little guilty pleasure. Um, I personally like to listen to, like, I don't, I don't listen to nonfiction books where I'm really, like, wanting to pay close attention, but I will put on, like, a fiction book on, you know, a fiction audio book and I will get totally absorbed in it while I'm cooking. And it makes the time go by really quick. And it's just a very enjoyable experience. Um, also, listening to music is helpful. But I really like listening to fiction audiobooks while I batch. Now, again, if you're brand new to cooking, like, you may not be able to do this <laughs> until, like, you get a little bit more used to it. Uh, let's see. Oh, make sure, okay, y'all, 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 make sure your knives are sharp. Just make sure your knives are sharp. I swear it makes a huge difference. It is amazing how much faster and more satisfying it is to cook when you have sharp knives. You don't need many knives. You don't need, you know, a set of 20 knives. You need like a good chef's knife, a good paring knife, right? If you have like those two knives and you just keep them sharp, it's a game changer, really. And if you've been using dull knives, once you sharpen them, and you put them to use, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Like, how come I've waited so long to do this? Sharp knives are a pleasure to to, to, cook, to cook with. Just don't hurt yourself because don't, don't like chop your finger. I've seen plenty of people in our private Facebook group who, uh, you know, post a picture of a big old bandage um, because they've cut themselves during batching. So just be careful of your digits. Um, that's the only caveat to that. And, oh, you can't sharpen serrated knives, so just know that. You can just sharpen the ones that are smooth and flat, not the ones that have the ridges. Um, keep your kitchen kind of organized, right? When your kitchen is clean and things are organized kind of in a strategic way, you're going to spend less time rummaging through your fridge, rummaging through your pantry, rummaging through your shelves, kind of looking for the stuff that you need. Um, so you want to make sure that all of the kitchen tools that you use the most often are the most easy to access and you'll know like once you batch a few times you're going to see oh I use the cutting board over and over again I use the knives over and over again I use these little like prep bowls over and over again you're going to learn like what tools you use the most keep those like the most accessible so you're not having and put them in the same place each time so you're not having to like you know, go through your kitchen and familiarize yourself with your kitchen every single time. Um, keep it organized, keep things in the same spot, and that way you just know right where to go, you grab what you need, and you get going. Okay, um, here's another thing. You want to make sure, and this might be easier, like when you're not brand new to this, but keep in mind that you want to multitask. So, and you're going to get better at this the more you do it, but you always want to make sure that you have at least like two things going at a time, right? So some examples might be like if you have a salad dressing recipe that calls for cashews and one of the steps is to soak the cashews, okay, soak those and then measure out the rest of the ingredients, right? Or if you have like a soup that you're cooking, put the soup on the stove and get that cooking while you chop your veggies for the next recipe. Or if you're making rice in the Instant Pot, put in that rice, get the Instant Pot going while you start on your next recipe. Um, You can preheat your oven, right, while you're prepping for the recipe that goes into the oven. It's sort of like this dance and you're going to find your flow with it. But instead of making one recipe at a time from start to finish, always keep your eye on the next recipe and see what you can get started before you're through with the current recipe. Um, so you just want to always make sure that you're having a couple things going at a time. If you follow our meal plans and you're batching our wizard plans, we call them wizard plans because they're wizard, because they're, they're like magic and um, our wizards make them, our recipe developers we call them wizards so wizard plans aka meal plans but if you're following those um, go in the order that we give you because we think about that when we are creating them we're like okay we're going to put the um, rice first so that you can get that in the instant pot and then we're going to move on to the soup so you can start chopping for that and then we're going to Put it, you know, start the potatoes baking so you can get the oven preheating so that as those are baking, you're gonna make that. So we we kind of think about that strategically. Um, if you aren't using our meal plans and you're kind of doing this on your own, just have that in mind. Like, look at the list of things that you're making. Be like, okay, you're not gonna make one recipe from start to finish and then start on the next recipe from start to finish. That's gonna take a very long time. So even if it's just like you don't have to have too many things going at, at once. But like I said, like you may um, have your soup simmering on the stove while you're chopping your veggies for the veggie burgers. And you might have your Instant Pot going cooking your rice while you're doing that stuff. And so you just like what what I like to do is when I'm not like when I'm in in kind of the middle of a recipe, I'll just look down to my next recipe and be like, okay, is there anything I can do to get started on this? Can I preheat my oven? Do I need to pull my, um, you know, tomato paste out of my freezer? Like, is there anything that I can grab from the pantry if I'm going that way for the next recipe? So that's sort of how I think about it. And it, and it really is like this dance that you sort of, this This dance that you find yourself in and this flow that you find with yourself and your kitchen and your kitchen tools and your ingredients and it, and it is it's it's fun and it and it does feel like once you kind of have that rhythm you're like, oh shit, okay, I'm like boom boom, I'm knocking that out my my rice is done, my soup is done, my burgers are in the oven, my my cashews are soaking for the dressing. Like you really do work on, you know, different parts of a recipe kind of all at the same time when you find your flow with this. So when you think about it, I just suggest don't think about it as start with one from start to finish. Like start with one, but before you, before you start with that first recipe, look at the second recipe and just see if there's anything that you can do, right? To kind of get that going, while you get the first one going. So, obviously you can't do like literally two things at once, but you can put multitasking to work for you. Um okay, so those are kind of my tips. Um another one is you may this this one, like I've done this in the past and it's been super freaking helpful. You can find like a batching helper. And you can even if you hire somebody to help you like for two hours in your kitchen, right? And I don't, depending on where you live or whatever, you'll pay them whatever you want to pay them. But it, even if you hire somebody for like two or three hours, just to say, okay, he, you know, get to start, get to work on this, the mise en place, just like prep all of the things on this list. And then you can work on start and and starting on like putting together the recipes, Or maybe you split up the recipes and say, okay, you can make these three recipes. I'm going to make these three recipes. It's amazing what can be done as a team in like two or three hours. I mean, really, especially if you're doing one of our simple plans, like you could probably do it in under an hour if you have someone helping you. And so maybe, you know, and maybe you do hire somebody and you pay them, you know, 10, 15 bucks an hour. And that's like, you know, $30 that is like money really well spent because it saves you so much time. Or maybe you know you have your kid help you or maybe you have your partner help you or maybe you have a friend and you're like hey let's do batching together right and let's and let's like plan this meal plan and let's put how many portions you and I want together and then we we work together on this and then you split everything and then your friend goes home with her half of the batching and you keep your half of the batching in your kitchen. Um, that can also be really helpful. But anytime you can get somebody else helping you, even if it's just like, you know, slicing the veggies, that can be a huge help. And it, and it can be pretty affordable, right? It doesn't have to be super expensive. And it's not like you're hiring a personal chef. You're just like having a helper kind of do, do the chopping. And that can be a huge time saver. Um, the other thing is, especially when you're cooking whole food plant-based, you know, you're not going to be um using oil or like meat right so it's super easy that for for you to rinse your utensils as you're going through this you don't have to wash them in hot soapy water every time right when you're done with a bowl for example and you use it to like soak sunflower seeds when you're done you just kind of rinse it out with water and then put it on the drainer so instead of washing everything very thoroughly after you use it, you know, just rinse and then go. That can be another kind of quick little tip as well. So, oh, okay, another thing. Wear um, some comfortable shoes. Um, I have inside specific shoes that I wear that are very, very comfy. I have these like sandals that I use um, and I wear them while I'm batching and they have a really good arch support. They're very cushy. Um, I, I don't wear outdoor shoes in my house. Um, if I did, I could put a pair of like sneakers on or like tennis shoes on, but I would want them to be my like specific to inside. Um, but that's what I, I I have a very, very comfortable pair of inside slipper or inside like sandals that I use. Um, and that can really help with like fatigue while you're on your feet. The other thing is anti-fatigue mats. That's, those are really handy. You can order them on um, Amazon or get them in any like kitchen supply place, but the anti-fatigue mats that you stand on can be very, it's amazing actually what a difference they make to your, to your feet, to your back, and to kind of your overall um, feeling of your body once you're done with batching. So those anti-fatigue mats can help as well. Um, and then, you know, do like when you're in the middle of batching or just like kind of in the in the middle of your batching sesh, um, do a little stretch, you know, stretch out your legs, stretch your arms, stretch your out your calves, just give your body like a little stretch in between that can feel really good as well. I'll do that kind of in between each recipe. I'll, I'll just do like a little, a little stretching and that can be really um, like revitalizing. Okay, those are my tips. Put You know, whatever one spoke to you, put those into practice and and just see if they help. And just know that the the biggest tip I have, the best thing, the best way to get faster at this is just to keep doing it. That is the number way, number one way that you are going to get faster at this is just to keep practicing, keep doing it. And before you know it, you are going to be a batching boss, and you're going to be whipping out this food in no time. And then you're going to save so much time during the week and you're just going to feel like a total, total badass. Okay, my friends have a wonderful week and I will be talking to you uh, next week. And again, like if you haven't tried plant fueled life, sign up. We have all the meal plans that you need to put to, to practice batching. And not only is it all laid out for you so it's really really easy. They also taste freaking delicious. And so it's it's time really well spent. Cuz if you're I don't know. I can't vouch for other people's recipes, but what's really sad is if you spend time in the kitchen and then the food turns out and you're like, "Oh, this tastes like cardboard. This is like eating my dad's Birkenstock. This is not good." Um, because then you're just going to get defeated and feel like I spent all this time and the food isn't tasty and I don't want to eat it. So you have to make sure that you're batching really, really delicious food so that when you taste it, you're like, oh my God, that was worth it. Like, yes, it took me some time, but holy shit, I want to eat that all week long and it's made out of cauliflower. What the hell is happening, (laughs) right? So if you want to like actually have the meals taste amazing, then that makes the whole process even more satisfying. And if you want to do that, then use our meal plans and recipes because they are the best. Okay, have a beautiful week and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, you are going to love Plant Fueled Life, our monthly membership where we help you eat more plants and celebrate that beautiful human imperfection that we all have. You can try it out for free for 10 days by going to the show notes of this episode and clicking on free trial. You can also go to our website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the website, uh, click on start free trial, and that'll get you there too. Also, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed this podcast, will you do me a solid and rate and review it so that other people can find it as well? Okay, thanks so much.